Welcome to the Future Is Now podcast. I am your host, Mr. Foresight. Join me on this journey of personal growth, success, and the intentional destination of unleashing our full potential. I believe that success comes down to having courage, confidence, but most important, taking charge of the future that God intended us all to have. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to season two of the Future Is Now podcast, where a new episode of fresh content can be expected to air every Wednesday and Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Now, for those of you that are listening for the first time, please be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms by visiting Linktree, that is L-I-K, tr dot e e slash mr foresight m i s t e r for site f o r e s i g h t you can find the link in the description and there i could give you all of the uh, all of our social media channels but that would take too long so if you go to linktree slash mr foresight you will see all of them right there you can just click on them really easy now we are now in season two can't believe season two came so fast i believe season one had like 20 episodes so i figured it was time for season two and in this season We are going to focus on ways to nurture our minds for personal growth. Now, those of you who are just joining for the first time in season two, I'm Mr. Foresight. Now, we are going to talk about something. I want to concentrate on this topic for parts of uh, season two. Not really sure how long, how many episodes, but I do want to start with this because um this is the root cause of a lot of our downfalls in life the topic uh we're going to talk about is low self-esteem now we underestimate the impact of low self-esteem first of all i know i used to we assume for some reason that it only affects a select few but the truth is low low self-esteem does not discriminate And that's what this is called low self-esteem. It doesn't discriminate. It affects people from all walks of life, regardless of gender, age or social status. You can see it in celebrities. You ever seen those celebrities like um, the Kardashians or someone and you say, you know, these are beautiful people, according to the world's measuring stick. But you'll see the things they they go through like uh, weight or they're concentrating on their looks or not being good enough when they put these filters on or they have these makeup designers. They can't even go to the store. And I'm not just picking on them. It's, it's a lot of celebrities like that. that they, they don't feel, shall I say, that they can even step out of their house and go to the store without having a filter on with makeup and all of this because they don't want you to catch them looking less than perfect and now that's a self-esteem issue that is a self-esteem issue if you can't step outside without all of the you know dressed 
to impress or be just plain Jane or plain John for a day when you're just running to Walmart or Target or something. Well, that's a lot to say about how you feel about yourself. If, if, and a lot of people say, no, I might feel like I just, I take pride in my, the way I look. Yeah. But at the, when you go to bed at night, do you do that? Most people, women take off their makeup at night. So when you just dashing down the street, if you feel like you have to put these filters and different things on, and I call them filters because you know, that's exactly what it is. It's, so if you feel like you have to have these things on just to go out amongst the people, it's a little bit, uh, it, it says a lot about you or says a lot about us. So, but this season I've decided to do something in season one. I focused a lot on goals and um, affirmations and things of that nature that you need to tell yourself when you wake up. And I decided, why not just show people what I'm talking about? So this season, before we start every show, and I, and I believe I'm going to carry this on because this is something that I do. And it's something I want you guys to do, especially those who have problems writing affirmations. So before I start every show, I want you guys to repeat out to me and we're going to start now. So I want you to repeat after me. I am the creator of my prosperity. Every day I attract abundance into my life effortlessly. I have an unwavering belief in my ability to manifest wealth and success. I am open to receiving all the financial opportunities that come my way. I embrace prosperity with gratitude, knowing that I deserve every ounce of abundance that flows into my life. I am in alignment with the abundant universe and I am ready to thrive. I am the embodiment of prosperity and I radiate it to all prospects and aspects of my life. Together, let's embrace our unlimited potential and welcome prosperity into our lives so if you said that that is something and you know i might change it up every day i might say the same thing but either way or you can come up with your own with your own but these are the things you need to tell yourself on a constant basis every day Every day when you wake up, this is something you need to say to yourself. You can make it for however you, whatever it is you want in life. These are the things you need to do. So now back to this, back to low self-esteem. Now to truly understand the widespread nature of this low self-esteem pandemic that we're constantly in, we're going to talk about its origins. Now, one being the most common source of low self-esteem, and I want to say probably, oh, probably all of these listeners out here, uh, a lot of your low self-esteem stems from your childhood experiences. I know that's where mine came from. Mine was like bullying or just being left out and um, feeling like I was outcasted on my own little island where no one wanted to join me. So... If you were like me, if any of you was like me, you know, it might have came from bullying yourself or um, neglect or 
having an overcritical parent. That happens as well. How many of you out there have had a parent or have a parent that's constantly criticizing you where you don't ever feel like you're good enough ever where everything you do, they can find a negative in it. And they say that they're doing it for your own good because they want you to be better than they were. But when you really, you know, tear off the layers of it, it's they're being overcritical. Um, you get a and it's a lot of you you experience it in school where you got a B and your parents ask you why couldn't you get an A and it just started like that and before you knew it you grew into an adult and your partner is over criticizing you or people at work your boss and just like you did with your parents, you continue to try to seek their approval by working harder or doing better and better while you're neglecting to be satisfied or be able to give yourself credit for doing a hundred percent what you can feel and honestly judge yourself by a hundred percent of you. And therefore, because of that, you're never happy. You're never truly happy. You see, as we as we grow older, you got society pressures. You constantly and social media is worse because there what you're unknowingly doing is comparing yourself to other people on social media. A lot of times it's your friends, but more than that, it's usually the celebrity that you're un you don't even realize you're looking up to see social media. It's all it's really doing is diminishing your self-worth. And the more you spend on social media, the more you kind of feel your self-worth just dwindle. And you constantly are criticizing yourself when, if you really took a long, hard, thought about what's going on on social media is rarely do people show you rarely do people remove their filter for you everything have you ever had a friend or family member that you saw on social media all of the time they was taking family vacations family pictures just loving life and you constantly see this and you're like oh my god I want I want what they have. And then like a month down the road, you find out they got a divorce. And you're like, wait a minute. I thought everything was so perfect. Yes, you thought things was perfect because you were viewing them through the filter that they had on. They didn't show you what was going on behind the scenes. And therefore, you compared your life to theirs when you're probably happier than them. So that's what that's what happens. This is what's happening. And all of this contributes to low self-esteem. It's crucial. And I'm, that's what I'm, that's what we're going to really discuss today. It's crucial to recognize that low self-esteem. It can also come from uncommon sources. Things like facing discrimination. How many of you dis have faced discrimination? I have. And I didn't experience it for long parts of my life. Or when I did experience it, 
I didn't even realize that I was being discriminated against or others. It might be trauma or dealing with a chronic illness, a disability of sorts. These are the things that some people actually get discriminated against for. And guess what that does? In turn, it starts to make us think that everyone views us the same way. Whether we have a disability, whether it's the color of our skin or what we put on our skin as far as tattoos or the way we wear our hair. It's a really, uh, it can be a tough, tough, tough world out here. Now imagine that as a child coming up in in that type of uh, environment. I used to tell my mom once I got older, and when I say older, I mean like in my 30s, I told my mom, I said, you know, a lot of my bad grades that I used to get in school came from being bullied, not measuring up. Therefore, it was it's hard to concentrate on your classes when you're constantly being picked on. And, you know, she didn't know that. My mom never knew that. She just thought I was getting bad grades because I was skipping school or just didn't measure up. And the reason I was skipping school is because of the things I was going through in school. Now, you think about your children you have now. You say, wow, what kind of wall have they built up to you to keep you from knowing what they're actually dealing with in school? And. Take it for someone who actually went through that. Uh, I guarantee that, you know, they're not telling you the full story. And so if you have a child that is getting like terrible grades or they they hate school. Yeah, let's face it. Every, every kid is not going to like school. But I'm telling you this. Every kid that dislikes school, it's not all because they don't like what they're learning. A lot of it is uh, what's going on in the environment. So if you're a parent out there and and your child just is not, it's just not doing well in school or they're, they're, they're uh, making up illnesses like my stomach hurt or I have a headache and things of that nature, you should actually look a little deeper and find out if there's something else going on. You have to ask questions. And for those of you that say you don't know, let me tell you, it's your job to know. If you're a parent, it's your job to know. The excuse that I did not know is not good enough. Because you did know, you were seeing, you know the ending result. You're seeing the bad grades. You're seeing the the missed school. You're seeing these uh, or the kid that's playing hooky and things of that nature, you're seeing it, but you're not asking the right questions. So I ask that you ask the right questions because what's going to happen is that child is going to grow up with, he's going to carry those, um, those experiences as he grow into a young adult or into full blown adult. So kids that experience small problems grow up into uh, grow up into like kids who experience problems that are not dealt with as a child grow up into adults with big problems that they end up taking those same experiences and either 
putting them on they become the bullies or they they put these mm, this same behavior on those that they oversee or or they have the complete opposite and they just completely withdraw from society and they stay in their bubbles afraid to to step out of their comfort zones therefore they miss opportunities and you might be one of those people that I'm talking to right now you might be in a relationship that's no different than some of the relationships you had as a child and the reason that you ended up in the same the same situations that you did as a child is because it was never dealt with so it's I hated I hated it for my life because for me it made life a little bit harder. <laughs> Who am I kidding? It made life way harder than it should have been because I didn't get to really blossom until I worked on myself. And I didn't really have that help. I had to want so bad to be successful and to achieve greatness that I had to take a step back and say, I need to fix me because after I really dug down and you, you have to get to a point where you're not afraid to look inside in that dark place, that dark place that, that created, or, or should I say that dark place that, that, that changed you, chained you to your past. You have to face that. Because until you go back and face that, you will never truly understand why you're the way you are and why it's necessary that you deal with it. You can't just build walls forever or uh, put things in the closet and think they're not going to do you harm later. You have to deal with this. So whether it was discrimination, whether it was trauma or chronic illness, just know you are meant to rise above all of that. So why does low self-esteem have such a profound uh, impact on our lives? Why? If you're, if you're sitting here and you're listening to this, you're like, you know, I can relate or maybe I can't relate, but Here's the thing, whether you can relate or not, something from your past is affecting your self-esteem. And if you're one of them people that think you don't have low self-esteem, now you, I mean, you may not have, your, your, let's put it this way. There is something everyone is insecure about. Everyone. Everyone is insecure about something. Now, for those of you who have faced that, Faced your fears or you've dealt with your problems, you still have an insecurity, but you don't allow it to cripple you. So we're going to talk about ways to get to that point to where you can be honest with yourself, because once you're honest with yourself and you truly understand who you are as a woman or man, when you understand that, then you're stronger than whatever it is that you feel like is your kryptonite. So, but you have to understand that you have to understand the primary reason that these things hinder your ability to seize opportunities. You see, when we as people 
or just you as an individual lack confidence and you have a self-image of yourself, you often doubt your own ability, abilities and self-worth or you're just your worthiness. Some of you, how many of you just don't feel like you have anything to offer a partner, a job, a career, or and just feel like life isn't even worth experiencing because you don't think much of yourself. And what makes it even worse than that is you probably are around people that doesn't do any, they don't do your confidence, your self-confidence any, any, any good. They continue, actually, they contribute to you feeling low and feeling bad about yourself. They, they add to the pressure of life because life is not easy. But it's even worse and harder when the people in your life add to the pressure rather than subtract. You see, self-doubt, it creates a barrier between you and any potential opportunity holding you back from reaching your full potential. Like not going for that that career goal or that job that you had your eye on because deep down you don't feel like you measure up to those that are already in that circle. So what do you do? You see an opportunity for the opening, but you don't even apply because you've already told yourself you're not going to get it. Now that right there, by even telling yourself that you've already made an affirmation, a negative one. That's why I wanted to start this season off with that affirmation that we spoke in the beginning, because it's time to change that. And the only way you can do that is change the self talk that you do on a daily basis or in your head. So I hope you did repeat that with me. And if you didn't, please later go back and repeat that. You need to repeat those words to yourself until you get to a place where you re, you it becomes second nature. Like I can I look at myself today and then I go back 20 years, 20, 30 years. And I say, wow, it's like night and day. Even when I go back to my hometown, those that went to school with me doesn't even they don't even recognize me because I'm a long way from there. You know, I felt like I was in the darkest place when I was back in school. You got high school, you got middle school and elementary. A lot of my stuff started in the elementary school. That is the worst place for it to start. That's when you're really learning, learning friends and how to navigate life. You, you, you're starting to pick up the necessary tools that you would carry you through your life. And I felt like that was stolen from me. How many of you feel like you were robbed of opportunities as early as 10 years old? That early, you feel like you was robbed, whether it was a parent that left. Like when I was a child, I, I was raised in a single family, single um, parent home. But I always say, you know, I felt like I had two because I had my grandmother and my mother. And I didn't have a male role model at that time, not a positive male role model. So I've always 
known that the hand that I was dealt, like like for instance, the hand that I was dealt was much different than some of my um, associates because I don't call them friends. Some of my associates that I went to school with, my my hand was just different. I I never knew what it felt like to have dinner with a mom and a dad at the table. I never had that. I never had that dad to catch me when I fell and say, you know what, get up, go back out there, fight. I never had any of that. So my opportunities, or shall I say, the things I learned, I learned from negativity. Everything I learned came from negativity, and everything that made me better came from not not liking that defeated feeling my entire life. And I know it's a lot of you out there listening to me right now. You can relate because I'm telling you the worst thing to, or I still say the hardest thing to admit is weakness to admit that you're weak or, or, or just have that feeling of weakness and defeat like you're powerless that's hard, but what's harder, it's hard to be in a situation like that, but it's even harder to admit that you're weak. And I pretended to be strong so long back then, but I wasn't. I was weak. And I know I was weak because weakness brings weak opportunities. Therefore, a lot of the, a lot of the opportunities that I would get even if they was out of my comfort zone, like especially when they was out of my comfort zone, I just wasn't, I wouldn't reach for them because I didn't feel like I could achieve anything because my self image was taken away from me. And I'm not, I can't sit here and I can't sit here and blame a lot of the situations and different things on myself because I guarantee everyone that contributed to my dark place who knows they was probably in a dark place themselves you know how long it took me to forgive and i can't even say i'm all the way there yet where i've forgiven a lot of those people that contributed to that dark place i'm trying and it's a lot of you that's carrying around that same bitterness that same hate and i'm here to tell you it does no good it it's like quicksand it's like it's like cement, wet cement on your shoes that's drying with every step you take forward, keeping you from being your best as you move forward. So let me tell you, you have to find a way to release that bitterness, even if it means going back and confronting those demons. You have to, because if you don't, you would never truly reach your fullest potential. Self-doubt, all it does is create a barrier between you and any any potential opportunities. It will continue to hold you back from reaching that. And there's so many of you now, especially if you've made it this far, you understand what I'm talking about. You are tired of not feeling like you can accomplish anything. You are tired of not feeling like you are handed the same opportunities to say your 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 coworker or your family or those in your family you're tired of always getting the raw deal 
But I'm here to tell you that you still are in the game. Regardless what hand you was dealt, you're still in the game. And you just have to play your cards. You just have to play your cards. Play the deck that's in in front of you. But it starts with your mind. It starts with nurturing your mind. Understanding that you are part of the problem. And that's hard to say. It is hard to take on self-blame. Now, when I say take on self-blame, I don't mean like telling yourself, oh, I'm just not good enough or I didn't study harder. That's different. That is harmful to us. I mean, taking on the self-blame when it comes to being able to be honest with yourself and say the reason that I don't, I haven't reached my fullest potential or I haven't um, uh made it up that hill I was trying to climb of opportunity has more to do with my fear of being good enough, my fear of being good enough than it does with anyone else. You know, we have to accept that sometimes, just sometimes, we are our own worst enemies. And you don't have to beat yourself up over it, but you need to real, you need to, Examine your life and see where you've done yourself wrong. We need to examine ourselves and be able to be critical. Now, being critical don't mean being self-sabotaging. It means just being honest. Like, why didn't you apply for that, that job that you had just as much of an opportunity of getting or chance of getting as the other person that you told to apply. Why didn't you apply? These are the things you have to be honest with yourself about. It's about coming up to that cliff and not knowing what's at the bottom and not knowing, you know, it could be your, you just lack the confidence to jump. This is about, Jumping off that cliff, taking that step of faith and just sprouting wings on the way down because you know that somewhere God is going to find a way to take care of you. He always does because you're here today. Therefore, it's time to do inventory. It's time to pull those skeletons out that closet. It's time to go back and confront those demons because those demons, trust me, They are the ones that are keeping you from the success that God means for you to have. So now that we understand the significance of low self-esteem, we're going to shift our focus a little bit. Now we're going to find some achievable goals that we can use, shall I say, to build confidence and overcome the challenges that these demons from our past continues to remind us of so i've come up with some strategies like i typically do and i never give you strategies that my i don't use myself and that i continue to use because these when it comes to dealing with life in general these ain't no use one time these are not use one time strategies and you're good to go you'll never be revisited by your past ever again has nothing to do with this is a continuing battle 
until the day we are called home by our maker. So number one, we're going to talk about is we need to learn to practice self-compassion. What is self-compassion? Some of you guys out there right now are probably thinking to yourself, self-compassion. I'm good to me. But are you? Are you good to you? You see, because true self-passion, self-compassion, shall I say, is treating yourself with kindness and understanding just as you would a close friend. How many of you out there that can show you can show so much compassion to your friends and talk them off of a cliff when all they want to do is jump and give up? How many of you can do that with no problem? Just it's it's not even effort because you're such a kind person. But when it comes to yourself, you can't you don't show the same self-compassion. So that's a problem because you don't feel like you deserve it, but you feel like your friend does. So how do you practice self-compassion? First, you have to acknowledge your strengths and achievements because whether you think you've achieved anything at all or even think that you have strengths at all, you might think some of you out there truly probably think you're a loser. And that's not true because I can tell you, I I accomplished so much and it came to becoming an author, um, starting my own business or just doing, you know, uh, getting my master's degree, doing things that that should be looked at as an achievement. I didn't look at those as achievements. I never felt like I made it. I never had got to a point that I felt like I made it. I was continuing and continuing to move forward. But all that kept reminding me, I kept thinking about my past. Why am I starting so late? I started so late because I kept screwing up. So I had never got to a point where I could forgive myself for the mistakes or setbacks that I allowed to happen myself. I never, ever forgave myself. And until I did that, I was constantly mentally drained. I was mentally drained all the time and didn't understand it. You have people come along and say, wow, you started your own publishing company and you wrote how many books? Or you had authors that you had and it just never was good enough for me. It never was good enough. It didn't mean anything. I wasn't on the bestsellers. Um. I wasn't on the bestsellers list, New York Times bestseller, New York bestselling list. I wasn't on any of that. And I just didn't feel like I had accomplished anything. To me, um, I wasn't in, still wasn't at that financial point in my life where I could say I made it. It took me a long time to to really sit back and say, what is made it anyway? Look at all the accomplishments you've had. And I had people tell me this for years. You have, you should be proud of yourself. Look where you came from and look where you ended up. But I just, I didn't feel it. And a lot of you know what I'm talking about. A lot of you have climbed that corporate ladder and you've, you know, you've done things like you've uh, got, you have your own house or you have your own apartment, you have your own car, uh, you have beautiful kids or you have that career, but you still don't feel like you're good enough. What is it? I can tell you what it is. You don't have any self compassion, you know. You're not treating, you're not good to you. 
You're not good to yourself. And that's the reason. So these are the things you have to do. You need to practice self-compassion. And you know how you start? You start with an affirmation every morning, just like the one we read uh, in the beginning. You have to recite things like that. You have to. Because that's how you start to rebuild what was shattered so long ago. So practice self-compassion. Then you have to learn how to set realistic expectations. You have to break down everybody. It's, it's great to be a dreamer and dream big. I always said that in season one. And to this day, I'll tell you, your dreams have to be bigger than anything. It, because of, if you could tell your dream to someone, they could say, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll make that. You'll get that. Then you're not dreaming big enough. Your dreams should be so big that even if people don't tell you, they, they deep down they're probably walking away like, you're a damn fool. Ain't no way in the hell you're going to be on the Forbes um, list of richest people. Those are the kind of dreams you have to set. But at the same time, you need to have realistic expectations. Like you need to learn to break those bigger goals down into smaller achievable steps. I'm not telling you not to dream. I'm telling you, you need to. You, it's not enough to just say you're going to be on Forbes uh, best or, or, or uh, Forbes list of richest people or most successful people. You need to set a goal of how you're going to get there. And it takes baby steps like breadcrumbs uh, or else you won't get there. But now here's the other thing. And this is something that I always had a problem with too. I had a problem with celebrating each of my milestones. Like I remember when I wanted to be an author and I was like, Oh, and I would talk to best-selling authors and they had, you know, they wanted to, bring me on as an author. But the reason I didn't is because I knew I wanted more. I wanted to own a publishing company. I wanted, these are the things that I wanted. So what I did is I would turn opportunities down like that to start my own. And I did that. And I wrote my first book. And then I wrote my second book, but you ready for this? I never celebrated each milestone I would I would reach a certain milestone and I would just keep going to the next and that was a crucial mistake because I never really got to stop and smell the roses and that hurt me that really hurt me because what celebrating those milestones do is it boosts your confidence and it also and then it it, it, it re, rejuvenates you and gives you the momentum toward reaching your ultimate goal, such as New York Times bestseller. So those are the things we need to do. You need to ex set realistic expectations, decide what it is you want to do and then figure out how you're going to get there. One goal at a time and celebrate it, celebrate. You deserve to be celebrated. It, as, I mean, it's easy, so easy to think that you're not going to do this. So you're not going to you're not good enough to write a book. You're not good enough for that promotion. No matter how many people tell you you are. Now, let me tell you, when once you get that promotion, you need to celebrate that. Celebrate it because you did two things. 
You did something you didn't think you could do by getting that promotion. But the other thing is you defeated something from your past, that demon from your past that set that roadblock in front of you a long time ago. You jumped, you stepped right up over it. So that deserves to be celebrated. Next, you have to cultivate your positive relationship relationships. And to do that, you got to surround yourself with supportive and uplifting individuals who appreciate you for who you are. Because so many times in your circle, you have haters. There are haters in every circle somewhere. And some of those haters you may not even recognize. So what you need to do is snuff them out, figure out who they are. And always ask when someone says something negative to you. Or puts doubt, plants a seed of doubt in your head. You need to get good at thinking about what they said and asking yourself, what did they gain from that? Why would they say that to you? And are they qualified to even say that to you? Some people aren't qualified to give you advice on a problem or a situation that you're in. Some people are just not qualified. How do you know? Have they been through it? Have they been to the mountaintop you're trying to reach? If not, they're not even qualified. They're not qualified to lay a seed of doubt in your head. So you need to eradicate those kind of people from your life. And I know sometimes it's hard to do because some of those people are your family. Hell, it might be a parent. But you, for those, you need to find others who can encourage and give you that belief that you need because encouraging people surrounding yourself with those type of people is so instrumental in boosting your confidence and help you overcome all of that self doubt that you have. You cannot do this alone. Just like you, like those dark places that you have in your past, you didn't get there alone. You think you did that? You have nothing to do with that. Nothing. So do you think you can climb out of that dark hole alone? Do you think you can take those, that, that ball and chain of doubt that was placed on you in the past? Do you think you can take that off by yourself? I tell you what, you can't do it without God. You need Jesus. You definitely need Jesus, but you got to remember he put people in your life for a reason. Positive people, they are negative people, but sometimes those negative people are there just to teach you something. Like those dark places, God allowed you to get there because he knows he has a better plan for you that when you win, I I, I hate to say if, but when you finally can go back and shine light on those dark places. You're finally going to understand why God allowed you to be there. And then you know what you need to do. You need to embrace your uniqueness. Everyone is unique. I know I'm unique. I know each one of you listening to this right now, that one listener or all of you, you're all unique. Everyone, you got to remember that you're one of a kind. You think God made a bunch of replicas? No, 
That's why everyone has a different mission here on this beautiful planet that we're on. But some of your uniqueness in you, you don't even realize it. You know, some people don't even think they're one of a kind. They think that they're, they're worthless. You didn't you had help for one feeling that way. But it's time to change that this season, season two. We're, we're, we're going to work on that because at the, by the end of this season, my goal is that everyone listening to this on at the end of the season, you're going to leave better than I found you. Everyone has a unique set of talent, skills, and experiences. Sometimes it's, a, it's not even work-related. You're in jobs where sometimes your unique talent is your personality. Your unique talent is your ability to step out the box and see things with a different perspective. You need to embrace that. You need to focus on the aspects that make you special because so, so often those things are overlooked. Not only are they overlooked, but they're ignored. Figure out what makes you unique. That's that. That's your homework. That's where your homework assignment. What makes you unique? Why are you unique? If I was to put you in a room of five people and you're number five, what what is it about you that would make you stand out? Is it a belief? Is it your smile? Is it some of the things you say? And now let me also say unfiltered. You're not going to have a filter on. When you take the filter off, what makes you unique? Why are you so special? Is it your heart? Is it your ability to love and give like no other? Because if that's what makes you unique, that's a special quality. That is a special quality. It's not easy to give and love with the with the unjudging, just to be unjudging, like like God. God loves loves you for your mistakes and for your failures and the things that you do that are not godly. Do you even have a love that's even close to that? Because if you do, that's a talent. That's a skill. Can you walk into a room and light it up just with your smile, just with your presence? That's a talent. That's a skill. What's yours? I want you to seriously think about that because once you zero in on what makes you unique, then you are on the right path to coming up out of that dark place or going back to that dark place and saying, get the hell out of here. You need to embrace it because by embracing your strengths, you build a sense of self-worth that cannot be easily shaken. I want you all to get to a point in life where no one, no one can take your self-worth, no matter how much they try. No matter how bad they say you are or they say you're a terrible, terrible, uh, terrible person or you're just not smart enough, it doesn't bother you because you know that deep down they're just a hater and they fear you. And if they don't, they should. That's what I want you to get to all of my listeners. I want you to get to that this season 
building your self-worth for what it needs to be, for what God meant you to be. Why are you unique? So I want to thank you guys for uh, joining me for episode one of season two. You see, everything I just gave you, it sounds simple. I guarantee it does. A lot of you, you're like, you ain't telling me nothing new. So why you ain't doing it? You see, the goals may sound simple, but they can have a profound impact on improving your self-esteem. You got to practice the self-compassion. That's first. That's number one. And you have to set realistic expectations And another important one, you got to surround yourself with positive influences. There is no getting away from that. You have to. And then you have to embrace your uniqueness because until you do that, you will change like the seasons. One person will be able to come in and just suck the whole oxygen out of your life. So you have to gradually start to build your confidence And seize the opportunities that come your way, even if you're not ready. Even if you feel like you're not ready. You remember, you are unique. We all are. I know I'm unique. So, before I end today's episode, I want to give you a takeaway. Low self-esteem, it affects people from all walks of life. But it doesn't have to define your future. That's the most important thing. Everyone has it, but it doesn't have to define you and your future. You have to take the small steps. Take those small steps towards self-improvement and embracing your personal growth. You can, and you need to say this, you can reaffirm your self-worth and open yourself up to a world of opportunities because there are so many out there and you deserve as many opportunities as you can welcome into your life okay so i'm leave you guys with that that's all for today's show and just remember you're capable of achieving greatness and your self-esteem should never ever stand in the way of your dreams thanks for tuning in to the future is now podcast join us Join us, you better, as we continue our journey of nurturing our minds and personal goals. I'm out. Woo! As we come to the end of another fire episode, I want to leave you with this thought. There's no limit to what you can achieve in life if you focus on setting and working towards your goals. So until next time, get out, master those challenges, and make no doubt the future will be yours.